Hi Eli and hi everyone. Welcome to this new episode of The Light Leaders. Today I'm with Eli Martyr, who started a channel called The Free Melon Society. And just a, li a little introduction um, before I introduce you about the topics that we've been talking about in this podcast, The Light Leaders, because The Light Leaders is all about um, helping the ascension of our planet, basically, and raising the consciousness. And in this podcast, there's been three values that have been really important. One is sovereignty, uh, especially in the current context. One is health and thriving physically in that physical plane. And one is spirituality and being connected to the, um, to the greater consciousness. And what I've what you'll find if you listen to the previous interviews with Josh X and with Brian Mirabella and now with Eli and also the two solo episodes I've done is it's mainly on eating fruit and thriving in that body and cleansing. But to me, it's very aligned because everyone I interview who is into that fruitarian lifestyle, well, first, they have challenged the status quo because it's not the mainstream. So that ties to the sovereignty part. Usually all of these people have gone into the rabbit holes of health and how we are controlling the society and all that. Uh, they obviously want to thrive physically, but also whether you want it or not as a byproduct of eating more light food, light as it's not heavy, but also light as it's light from the sun, you get more connected spiritually. And so it's, it has to be aligned. I'm yet to meet someone who's on the fruitarian path and who's very into the mainstream society or who's like not connected at all spiritually. So that's a parenthesis on how that angle we're taking at the moment in the light leaders fit into the, the podcast. And now uh, having you, Eli, is super interesting for me because personally I've been on a journey of, I want to be on fruits. I want to feel more connected. And at the same time, I don't do it as an experience to leave the body. It's actually a very embodied experience when I, where I want to thrive in that mind-body complex, let's say, mm. really be at my best. And that's why um, I think it's very beautiful when some people take the path of connecting more with God while being less in the body and that's their decision. But rather what I'm inspired by at the moment is people, yeah, who who can build muscle, who can be strong, especially as a, as men, who can be flexible, who can have high levels of energy during the day and be sharp mentally. And I think that's Josh X. I think that's Brian. And I think that's you, Eli. That's uh, why so I'm super happy to have you on the show today. Oh, oh, that's that's lovely. Thank you so much. I know I couldn't be more excited to be on the show with you. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm always I'm always honored and flattered to be. Uh, given a chance to to speak with with whoever will tolerate me <laughs> um, so no it's great yeah I, I really appreciate it brother thank you Eli mm. so you started a channel called the free melon society I yeah. love the name by the way it's so good <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much thank you so much I, I remember I always remember that process of going through different names and options that I could give the channel and it just it it jumped out at me i was very into what well, was and still am very invested into research and uh, secret societies and uh so the subversive movement that has captured the you know the world 
and the, the collective minds of everyone on the planet that you know these these groups um i've always been interested in studying them and just learning how how all that works and awesome. yeah Eli, so we'll go a little bit more into the the story behind that and just yeah. for the lecture uh we'll get you Eli, to share a little bit more about your your path especially um leading to being more mainly gotcha. fragile while keeping a very active lifestyle and we'll also um i'll dive into questions i have on you also live in a big city how does it work for you and mm. uh, how does it work with your your job being uh, needing to be physically very active so um and and talking about mobility about exercising and how the the diet on fruits and being strong and those exercises can work together so that's the main direction i'll post chapters on the youtube video like these people can go straight to the paths that interest them more gotcha. and before we go into you um more just a quick question what are you grateful for today like uh, what am i grateful for today that's an easy one just being here being able to chat with you and put out into the world some just simple constructive ideas about what it means to to live in accordance with law right in, in accordance with divine laws that have been uh given to us that we can choose to follow or not um and what we're doing here is we're, we're choosing to follow them and tell the world about what happens when you do and so anytime we get to do that it makes me happy amazing amazing mm -hmm. so yeah can you do a an introduction about yourself and how you got into the freemelon society yeah. youtube channel and your past personally also yeah yeah and I, I won't dwell too long on on that because um uh, you know it's not as important because we, the information that we're going to be chatting about that's more important but I, I just the you know average guy um i i was very interested in health wellness um movement and physicality i grew up loving action action movies and comic book heroes and comic books and whatnot so i started my physical activity uh endeavors fairly early um, karate when i was really young gymnastics when i was around 10, 10 or 11 and i i i never stopped doing that i still do it to this day um, on a weekly basis and that gave me a good foundation for movement that i carried with me through throughout my entire life i picked up different martial arts on the way so several years of taekwondo several years of muay thai and uh by the time i got to university that's when i i kind of realized that i was developing a really good solid foundation in movement skills and i i liked performing i was a bit of an entertainer i liked to make people laugh i liked drama so i took a drama in high school and uh, you know i just liked being in front of the camera and just performing and so i realized that i while i was in university I went to university and got a, a degree in kinesiology and health sciences. So I, I got my degree in, in university for that, for that field of study. But early in university, I knew that I wanted to get into film. I wanted to get into, um, into the film industry. So once I graduated university, then I started to use my skill sets, made a demo reel and started to work slowly, different music videos, uh, a couple commercials, and then soon enough started to uh, get work in 
TV shows and then movies and whatnot, feature films and all that kind of stuff. So that's how it was for me. Now, in terms of my my development into making the Free Melon Society, my YouTube channel, uh, I, I was an independent researcher, still am an independent researcher, at least that's what I would consider myself. And I started getting into that type of, um, type of research when I was in mid, late high school and then throughout university. So like I said earlier, just studying how the world works, you know, if I had to encapsulate it in a nutshell. And when you do that, you stumble upon all the, all the relevant subjects and topics. You get into health and you get into what is omitted from the picture and, and how health has been compromised and, and vitiated over time. And that got me frustrated. And it also got me inspired because I knew there was a way to change the health conditions that I was dealing with, right? Um, not major health conditions. I didn't have, you know, like terminal cancer or anything like that, but uh, just, you know, nagging things over time, allergies, you know, sinusitis, that kind of stuff. And so I started to learn and accumulate more until I got to the point where I was starting to understand how health and vitality really did work. And once I started implementing those, um, those kernels of information into my life, and started experiencing what happens, I had to tell the world about it. So the, so I started up my YouTube channel and <laughs> struggled for a while to come up with the appropriate name. And because of my, my past uh, studies in just like secret societies and whatnot, I was like, oh my God, a society where we just tell truth that is not, that is not conventional, that the, the average person doesn't really know about. Um, but but empowers you with with wisdom and knowledge and 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 um, and an approach to life that just makes that just brings the fullest out of life. Oh my God, the free knowledge society, of course. So um, so yeah, so that's that's basically just uh, just how it worked in a nutshell for me. Oh, that's cool, and yeah, I like the combination of having some awareness and at the same time. Uh, not dwelling into the more dis disempowering side of only looking at this is wrong and this is bad without uh, of, like shifting the focus on yeah. first what's beautiful and also how we can thrive in that context. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. You know, I'll, I'll just very very quickly say in in this in you know in my in my past development. There were a couple of times where what I was reading was all, all of the dark stuff, right? All of the negativity, all the dark stuff, and some of the really, really, really dark stuff, like getting into the nitty gritty of just like what is out there. And uh, there were about two or three times in the last, whatever it was, 20, 20 years or so, where I had to just put it all aside, take a complete break from any kind of research into the, into the area because it was getting me sad. Was getting me depressed man just knowing that i was part of this world and that's these are the kind of monsters that, that are out there dude um but eventually you snap out of it right you know like, instead of just watching movies and doing nothing all day it's like okay hold on a second um not knowing isn't or not doing anything about it that doesn't help anybody right you might as well just keep going keep learning keep understanding the enemy so that you can do something about it, right? 
And uh, so, but it did take me two or three times of just stepping away and just, oh no, I'm going to retreat back to the, to the video games and the movies and whatever. And then you snap out of that. It's like, no, 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 keep going. You idiot. What are you doing? <laughs> so I guess the point is it's very easy to let the negativity of the world get to you. And so it, it does take some, take some resolve to just get through that and recognize that there is beauty as well. There's immense beauty in studying the world and what, and human value, human consciousness, there's beauty here. So we have to, you know, we have to embrace it all and then take the best, leave the worst, you know? Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. And we won't spend too much on this, but very yeah. quickly, maybe I saw a Dev, David Icke book in the background when you yes. were doing videos. Yeah. You have like two, three main inspirations of people that help you uh, be more aware of these dark things at play. Oh, geez. Yeah. I mean, there's lots. Um, yeah. David Icke, uh, Eustace Mullins, um, you know, Eric Phelps, uh, who wrote a, fan, a, a, a volume called Vatican Assassins. Uh, incredible book. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's so many out there. Um, Michael Tsarion uh oh my gosh yeah there's, there's there's lots those are just a couple um and it, it just depends on what subject you know we're talking about uh, then you know you can you can go you can go lots uh, yeah, well, that, that can open, if people want to open rabbit holes at least yes they have a yes. few options already <laughs> yes yes absolutely yeah absolutely um uh, what's the oh gosh the big the big 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 volume um bill clinton's mentor uh, uh what's his name again oh geez uh bill clinton's mentor um if you just keep that note you'll you'll find him and he wrote a, a massive volume on just how the world works uh, uh john coleman john coleman and uh he wrote the committee of 300 uh, wrote a book on the tavistock institute any of these people you can start there and then you can go down a rabbit hole and um, you'll you'll go crazy if you don't uh, keep yourself in check. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Eli. And, and enough been. of uh, inspirational part, let's say. I mean, it's always good to be aware, but mm -hmm. I'm especially interested in your fruitarian journey. Mm -hmm. And so, can you share a bit more about your nutrition journey, and especially when did you start uh, eating fruits? Are you like? 100%, 95%, 90%, you've done and what changes you've noticed. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I'm half Italian and half St. Lucian. And growing up, I, I was raised pretty much in a traditional Italian family, okay? So I ate traditional Italian fare, uh, which that includes everything everything and anything right the the milk and the cookies and the you know and the this the lasagnas and the pizzas and and all of it right standard american standard australian standard european diet okay so i ate that way for a number of years with some limitations my parents were completely in the dark they did have a healthy orientation but they had a healthy orientation without being exposed to, to really relevant information. So they made the best with, they made do with the best that was available to them, right? Or that they knew at the time. So it was like, 
you're not allowed to have lucky charms cereal but you can have frosted flakes that type of thing right so it's like oh okay we're being healthy you know eating frosted flakes it's not healthy uh so i ate like that for a whole number of years first you know big chunk of my life up until like you know my, my mid-20s uh, maybe and then um i one of the first books i read was um Kevin Trudeau's book, uh, Natural Cures. I read Natural Cures uh, by Kevin Trudeau. And that was, a, that was a great first step because at least it exposed me to the possibility that there is something more to health. And there are several, several things that we're doing wrong. And so that kind of opened my eyes a bit. I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing this wrong. I'm doing this wrong. I'm doing this wrong. I'm doing this wrong. Ooh, that explains why I'm doing, why I'm having this symptom, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, so I started to clean up my diet a little bit. Um, the first thing I did was I got rid of meat and all meat products. And that was a very easy step. That was a very, very easy step for me um, because I had kind of embraced enough understanding to know that you know, this, this isn't helping me. And so I just got rid of it. And I, that's, that's all I can say about that. I got rid of it in a day and that was it. Never looked back. It was, it was very easy. Um, I got rid of grain products next, so or wheat products, I should say, all wheat products, wheat and gluten, and I started noticing interesting things happen. Um, I started noticing one of the th first things I noticed was my flexibility started started to improve. When was that? How long ago? Oh, okay. This I, I'm actually really bad at charting the the exact timeline. Um, this would have been like it, we're about six and a half years or so into my fruitarian based lifestyle prior to that I went about seven seven eight years or so uh, as a plant-based dieter and this would have been in the early years of being plant-based that I so, so, uh, so like 12 to 15 years ago something like that yeah something like that yeah I, I it's, I'm surprised that I, I didn't keep a better track of the timeline but yes something like that um so yes so it's getting rid of meat getting rid of grains like uh, wheat and gluten and noticed several improvements you notice that I was less mucousy uh less pimply less acne breakouts uh, better flexibility without without really trying too too hard um, a little bit less soreness like muscle soreness um, good sleep dreams started to have better dreams so, so I was starting to notice some good changes but I was I still had things like allergies and I still had you know the occasional runny nose I could still get sick every now and again I'd still have the occasional cold sore that would pop up out of nowhere so my health wasn't perfect, um, but but I kept eating the same way I was eating, so a plant-based diet. And uh, I didn't. I stopped going out to restaurants. That was another little development that I made. So everything was was my own preparation, my own food preparation at home. So I was I was fairly I was fairly healthy. I was getting to a place where I was starting to eat pretty much only whole foods or a very very small proportion of the foods that I was eating as processed foods but almost never at restaurants, only what I could prepare at home and what I could get from the store. So I lived that way for many years, um, near the end of the plant, I should I'd say the, the vegan plant-based phase, 
near the end, I was starting to get a lot more refined. So only whole foods, simple combinations, lots of greens, lots of veggies, um, lots of starches like lentils, split peas, potatoes, sweet potatoes, squash. And then I would pair that with just a hulking serving of assorted vegetables, raw vegetables. I, that's, that's pretty much how I ate for a number of years. And, and, and lots of fruit as well. So apples, pears, bananas, you know, I was, I was always a, a fruit lover, watermelon, lots of melons, always loved that kind of stuff. I would make smoothies in the morning, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes. And, and, you know, I was feeling great, always very physically active. So I, I should say my physical activity regime, that never changed for throughout the entire process. So from, from when I started as a kid till now, nothing changed in my in the way I approach oh no the way I approach physical activity changed but my frequency and you know that never changed so I was just lifelong athlete okay and so about so now it's been about six years uh six and a half years or so and I made the change I made the jump to the fruit-based lifestyle after stumbling upon the natural hygiene uh, movement from the 1800s, mid 1800s, late 1800s, saturating myself with that understanding, getting into natural law, getting into uh, spirituality and some esoterica and diet in that sense. And so that eventually convinced me along with just my, my general basic intuition on what I was, what my body was designed to do some very common sense understandings and just re recognitions is probably a good word to use. Just recognizing what, what you are and where your sensitivities align you with. For example, you know, you just do a thought, thought experiment and say, okay, if I didn't have the ability to cook food, right, what would I be left with? And it, man, in two seconds, you come to the right answer. It's like, okay, well, if cooking and food prep was not in the picture, I would obviously be left with what the, what the planet provides that is palatable and tasty and, and, and uh, approachable and, you know, it, all those things that, that I can do with my own body. And fruit is the obvious example. So that, you know, that didn't take very much uh, convincing <laughs> for me. Anyway, but I paired that with, you know, a bunch of uh, book, um, book information and never looked back. Just kind of like that day when I when I went went off meat, it was I started doing it and I started started to feel the benefits and the simplicity that it afforded my life. Oh my God, Alex, the, the simplicity. I just it, it really resonated with me and I just never looked back. Right? And I yeah. Go ahead. How much how much do you eat? Because I'm finding so I'm just a little bit of background on, on me also. I've transitioned. Mm -hmm more to a vegan diet four years ago. And yeah. as I went, uh, I reduced cooked food and I reduced things like tempeh and white rice and all mm. foods and also then the legumes and yeah. uh, to arrive about a year and two months ago, okay. I did an irigology and then I started doing fruits and one raw meal a day. Mm. And the past four months, most of the like I've had more like one raw meal or two a week because mm -hmm. most days I was just happy just with fruits and um 
what I've noticed more and more, especially as I've transitioned to only fruits and even skipping that raw meal, yeah. is that I eat a lot. So in a way, it's simple mm -hmm. because I only like grab a papaya and eat it. But uh, I, I end up maybe every two or three hours having like a good uh, meal of fruits or the rice. I'm, I'm quite hungry. So yeah. I'm curious to tie this for you. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's not uncommon. Um, I usually find that I'm getting most of what I need for the day in a pretty small window. Um, but I, I mean, I, I, I have big meals too. Uh, I will have each meal is typically a mono meal, right? Or a very, very simple combination. Okay, so either a mono meal or a very simple combination of maybe two different kinds of things. Um, but in, let's just say in a, in a three or four hour window, which could constitute the window that I eat for the day, I might start with, a, let's just say I'm a papaya or a melon or something, mm -hmm. right? Uh, wait a little bit and then have another mono meal of maybe pears, you know, a couple of pears, uh, or mangoes or whatever it is. And maybe that's it. If I want dessert, then wait a little bit after that second meal option and then have one last thing, right? It doesn't have to, doesn't have to work out like that. If I do two meals in the day, it could start off similarly, maybe 12 o'clock, one o'clock, two o'clock, um, start with a melon and then later on in the day have a, a bunch of mangoes or some bananas or maybe it's a tomato bowl. So tomatoes and some peppers, uh, something like that. So um, quantity wise, quantity wise in food, it, it, just, it, it does depend. Sometimes you, you need way less, sometimes you'll just eat more, uh, but it is, it is typically what I can get in in about a three or four hour window. I, I find that I'm comfortable eating in a short window and then the rest of the day is I can just do whatever I, whatever I need. And I'm always comfortable with that. Has it always been like this or has mm -hmm. it evolved in those past six years? Yeah, well, yeah, in the past, yeah, in the past six years, um, I definitely started off eating a lot more uh, consistently throughout the day. I think okay. I think everybody would would start. So yeah, that's similar. that's what I'm thinking, and I know it's what Josh Eck recommends. Also, okay, yeah. eat a lot and every two hours. Yes. And I feel, to me, in my current consciousness, and we'll see where it leads me, but I feel it's uh, there's a two step path, which mm -hmm. is the first one is more fruitarian, going back to the candies of of God, if you, yes, if you want, and and that really makes sense to me, and. And that can be for now. I focus on this, and that can be really big quantities. Uh, just like so I don't bypass anything. But then I'm also interested in breatharianism more, and how mm. I think you've read also man's higher consciousness and this mm. kind of, yeah. of uh, how we can get energy from the sun and from the mm. light, especially in the right environment. And when then in phase two, limit the quantities or the time we're eating. So I feel maybe with time. I know in my consciousness, I'm like, okay, maybe I stabilized through Thailand for five, six years. Mm -hmm. And then I tackle more uh, getting my prana 
more directly from the light and the air rather than the still the middleman of the fruit. Yes, but, yes. We'll see. But so I'm not surprised that maybe you could shorten that window while you were more established in yeah. that fruit and lifestyle, both for your body and your mind. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In the first in the first couple of years, I would say this for anybody that's making that transition or who is ready to make that transition. I want to make that distinction because for most of us, it, it will take some transitioning and the transition period is definitely going to be helpful. I was lucky in that I was making a transition before I even knew I was making a transition. So I was getting, oh, I didn't mention it before, but I was very into fasting. Uh, so every weekend I would fast and that, that I think helped a lot. It helped prepare my body for, to be more efficient with food because it was, it was a routine. I did it all the time. So I, I would say that when we're starting, ju just get your body accustomed to the right food and, and ignore everything else. I didn't pay attention to anything else. No calorie requirements, no protein. No, I, I left all of that up to my own taste sensitivities and how hungry I was. That's it. So that's what I would say. Uh, in in the in that initial period, just worry about how hungry you are. And oh, nice. And if you're hungry, eat. Once you're satiated, then then that's it, right? So worry about that. Get comfortable with that. And when you're comfortable then you can start relaxing a little bit. Then you can start easing off. If you feel, oh, okay, you know what? I'm not really that hungry. Maybe I'll just skip breakfast today. Maybe I'll skip lunch today. Okay, so now you can start playing around with that. But that's, that's down the road. Get comfortable with your body, taking in the right stuff first, and then the rest comes later. So yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah, exactly. And actually, it's funny, I've had even more resistance um, to fasting recently, because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, I've put my willpower into nice stabilized fruits, mm -hmm. and sometimes a Romeo, but really, if I want fruits, I get fruits. And, and sometimes yeah. I make, I know I'm not hungry, and it's an emotional eating, and I'm still like, okay, I want, okay, well, I'll just eat two papayas. And then I feel a bit bloated, because I didn't need them. But it's just part of the... Yeah rewarding and feels enough for now <laughs> yes 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 and every everybody does that you know we all do that i do that too some sometimes i don't necessarily need to eat but you just do it you're like intellectually i know oh, okay you know what it's almost been a whole day since i've eaten something i'm not really that hungry but uh you know let, let's let's have dinner now like you know and then you do it sometimes you're you're not sometimes you just ate four hours ago, five hours ago. And like, yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have some stuff. I'm bored right now. I'll, I'll eat something, maybe watch a documentary or whatever. We all do it. We all do it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just that it's just excesses. You just have to watch the excesses, you know, excess in anything is never good. Yeah. And, and I've seen people go too hard too quickly and then it builds a lot of resistance and it can yes. trigger a swing of pendulum the other way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of just a general outlook of how I, how I do it now. Um, I don't really, I don't really eat much in the way of the overt fats. So I don't know if this is something that you wanted to get to later, but as for what I eat right now, that, that was kind of the how and, and when, as for what I eat, it's mostly the, the, the sub acid and the juicy fruits, 
pears, apples, mangoes, bananas, bananas less often, far less often. Um, lots of melons. Melons are like a pretty good staple of mine. Um, it, it can be, it can be anything, anything, any of the sweet, sweet, juicy fruits, berries, all your, your whole berry family, uh, and tomatoes and peppers and cucumbers. Um, you know, if I want the savory thing, that's when you're making, that's when I'm you're using a little bit of a combination of foods when you're eating yeah. savory, savory fruits, right? Um, and vegetables, again, vegetables are on my, are on, they are acceptable foods, but I just, I just don't really make that choice very often. Same thing with nuts. I almost never make that option or make that choice. I'll tell you, so what are we? We're October. This year, I've, I've had, I can tell you, I've had nuts twice. So once in, when I was working out in Calgary away from home and the other episode was just yesterday, I, it was Thanksgiving. And so uh -huh. I decided to make something fun. I've got a video of, uh, that I'll make later. Yeah, so, so I made like a zoodle pasta and I threw some pistachios in there and, uh, you know, just to bring it with the family. You know, I felt very Italian. It was like this red pasta. So I was like, oh man, I fit in. <laughs> um, but that was it. So I've had nuts twice this year. If that gives you an idea of, of how infrequently I make that, that choice. It's, all, it's almost always fruit all the time. Yeah. Um, so, and then, yeah, and then very rarely um avocados and olives never yeah I've, um yeah so you kind of i don't know if you've read the 80 10 10 diet mm -hmm. yeah uh, duke graham yeah, yeah but yeah he he talks about the importance of reducing fat also so less mm -hmm. avocado obviously and yes fat. definitely well, just being aware i think it's good that you because you cooked at home it's great because you knew what was going in your food Mm -hmm. Well, for example, here in Ubud, we're blessed because there's a big culture around vegan restaurants and mm -hmm. raw, lots of raw options that are delicious, dehydrated crackers, all, all that. But I realized listening to that book that uh, a, a lot of like a salad can be 70% fat, you know, because even just a little bit of oil and seaweed yeah. crack, uh, not seaweed, but um, seeds, crackers, and all that yes. would, for most of the calories, well, all the vegetables would be very little mm -hmm. in terms of calories. So, yeah. 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 And, oh, sorry. No, I was going to say um, uh, avoiding the really dense fats. It's not necessarily something that I'm at this stage that I'm doing intellectually because I, you know, oh, you know, these books say avoid fats. Yes, you're, you know, depending on what you read, it'll give you ideas. But when you eat fats, if your body is starting to get cleaner, it will be more sensitive. It will definitely be more sensitive to offenses that slow it down and stifle it and, you know, and vitiate its, its metabolic functioning. And when I have overt fats, it, it doesn't feel good, right? It, you can feel it slowing things down. You can feel yourself heavier. Um, you can feel joint pains come, you know, come back. So a lot of people notice this. So um, it's just that you're, and, and of course it goes away really, really quickly. If you only have a little bit, you're not going to notice anything, but depending on where you're at, you, you know, you always feel a little bit a little bit less 
mm, a little bit less awesome, right? When you're on uh, just fruits or high water content fruit and even intersperse that with just periods of not eating at all, and you're just being simple about it, you feel friggin' awesome. Like you feel like a, you feel like a superhero. And then you introduce a little bit of a back step and it's like, oh, kind of lost that a little bit. But you, you're still fantastic. You're still great. Like, you know, still going out in the, in the morning and like sprinting and just doing whatever. So, so nothing stops you completely, but it's just, it's just you personally because you know yourself, right? And if you're operating in a cleaner body, then you definitely notice it. So I avoid those things because they simply slow me down. And you won't notice how much they slow you down until your body starts to become clean, right? So that's the, that's the thing. It's like a gift and a curse, right? The, the, the more you chart this type of lifestyle where you're adhering only to the, the, the prescriptions that mother nature placed on your body, right? The more health benefits starts to accrue in your favor and the more developments that you notice you start to make. But at the same time, it places you in further and further and further responsibility to continue making those good choices in the absence of bad choices. So, you know, mother nature rewards you for, for doing right. But she also says, now I'm not going to let you just go off and do whatever the hell you want as often. Now you have to be responsible every single time, every single day. So it's like, oh, you know, people might think that's a, that's a, a, a downside of the lifestyle, but no, it's not. It's not. No, you, you want to be very sensitive so that you know immediately when you've sinned against your body, right? And, um, mm -hmm. or caused an offense. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it, it really is. Yeah, and I can notice I've, I'm more and more sensitive to having the right food, but also even being in the like the, having the right air to breathe and the right kind of people around me to the point that I was thinking I'm from Paris originally mm. and I haven't left Bali for the past two and a half years okay. and I'm thinking oh I wonder how how would do in Paris for example yeah. because it's very different frequency and so I'm interested you live in is it in Toronto I'm in Toronto yes that's right uh, yeah. uh, how is it for you doing all this in a big city and do you feel like it's the right environment that it's possible? I'm thinking quality of air. I'm thinking just the environment and the people around you. I'm thinking quality of the fruits too, the kinds of seeds, if they're refrigerated and all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. And I, I think that this is one of those things that if I were to, uh, if I were to move to Bali, move to the tropics, move it, you know, anywhere where you're really in your natural habitat, then I would that's when I would notice the next shift in, in how, how I feel, right? The sun 24 hours a day, it's 24 hours a day. <laughs> uh, the sun throughout the year, throughout the year, right? The summer, summer weather throughout the year. Um, whereas of course here we have all the seasons, right? Which is cool. It's, it is actually really cool. But um, I think that I would notice the changes if I made that shift in my lifestyle. So there's that, that, there's that possibility. But as of right now, um, I, I've, I feel that, it's, that it works quite well. It, it's been pretty easy for me to live this lifestyle with no stress, with all the abundance, 
you know, right at my fingertips, whenever I want, I can, I can get access to any, any kind of great food that I want. So I'm, I'm not deprived in any way. It's not difficult. It, now, depending on what city you live in, obviously it might not be like living in, in Toronto, but I, I got to say, man, Toronto makes it very easy. Very, 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 very easy. There's it, so it's a blessing. Like it's a blessing to have so much available to you. Um, so I'm very lucky in that sense. Um, now with the air quality, that's again, I, that would be like, if I were just to move out to the mountains, it, I think you would have to do that and then feel what it's like to actually notice, oh, okay. So this is what real, real air quality and breathing is like up here. And then you go back yeah, to the city, it, you know, even in, even in Bali, I have a land that's up in the mountains yeah. and we have an ancient forest. And then when I come back here to Ubud, where I live, I can feel it's very different. You can feel a difference. Yeah, yeah. So it, it would probably be something like that. Probably be something like that. But as of right now, uh, I, I mean, I, I feel great. I feel fantastic. You know, I wake up and I've got good energy, you know. get up. It's such a good feeling. You get up in the morning and the first thing you want to do is you're not groggy and you're just like, you get up and I'm like, yeah, just shift right into like a handstand or something. You feel great. Right. So it's, it's good. It's, it's really good. Um, but yeah, if you, if you moved into the climate that really, really was suitable, you know, for, uh, for you, then you, your health would probably go on to the next level. Um, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I, I want to ask you also on, cause you're talking about uh, always feeling so good, which is, I'm very happy for you. Yeah. And I just, um, my journey so far has been overall, I'm, I'm happy and I have good levels of energy, mm. but I have also crashes sometimes, yeah. which I think is part of it and the transition and the detox. But I, and I also know people for whom like, I feel they've tried well and, and they're like, okay, well, I didn't have much energy. Or, so I was also watching yesterday a video of, uh, you know, the vegetable police? Yeah. 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 Who's, who's like, who's definitely trying. You can't yeah. tell him, oh, you haven't really tried. Like it's been yeah. 12 years. It's very yeah, exactly. trying all kind of things. Yeah. Um, and I like, do you think, well, first, do you, well, a few things. So first, I guess there is a transition period when there are times when you detox and you crash a bit and you still yeah. don't reap the rewards. Was that the case also for you on the journey before you felt like, okay, I really feel awesome almost all the time? Um, and the second part would be, do you think that's for everyone? Right, right. Okay, so um, I personally, okay, so we, we'll talk about like, is that detox... Uh, that that detox period right so that detox period for most for most people on the planet right now that it will be necessary to go through some kind of detox mm. it will be more severe for some people and less for others like In for example case, i feel lately i feel like i need to sleep more i sleep like nine hours yeah yeah i i would say you know don't pay that too much attention just just honor that i would say honor that if that's if that's what mother nature is telling you right now at this part of the transition, just do that. Right. I, I had to play that game too. I had to just surrender to whatever happened to me. And I, I, I just said, okay, you know what? I'm in your hands and whatever happens happens. Okay. I'll talk about that uh, after anyhow. So 
for me, it was not too much of a detox. There wasn't as much of a, an uncomfortable detox process with me. I'll say that. Yes, there was detoxing going on, but it wasn't uncomfortable. It looked like weight loss. It looked like every once in a while, just being a bit more lethargic, but not, not anything that's really stopped me from exercising when I wanted to. Um, but that was pretty much the worst of it. Um, there was, you know, a couple things here or there, maybe like a, a weird rash, you know, that came and goes away. I had, I got, I got some like dandruff for like two weeks and like inexplicable, I'm like what the hell is going on? But then that went away. Um, so not, not bad detox symptoms, right? Very, very mild, very mild. And, uh, they kept happening until they just stopped happening at some point. Right. Now that process, again, for other people, it could be longer and more severe. Who knows? That's, that's not up for me to say that is completely in the hands of your body's intelligence and mother nature's intelligence. So how she, how she puts you through the ringer, that's between you and God, that's between you and nature, right? But it will happen, <laughs> but it will happen. That's for sure. Okay. And weight, weight loss will probably be your first indication that, that things are starting to work because we have all taken on and accumulated waste and poisons. And in the absence of doing the right thing, your body just doesn't have enough extra energy to be able to detox properly. Okay. So, and your next, okay. So the next part of your question, I know you mentioned, uh, you mentioned our, our buddy vegetable police, right. And he's been, you know, he's been working at this for so long and it seems that he, he wasn't as successful. So you were asking, is this for everybody? Right. So is fr a fruitarian or a fruit based, I should say a fruit based lifestyle for everybody. I would have to unequivocally say yes, right? In essence, right? We, we are all the same species. We are all, let's just, you know, be very, very honest about it. This is common sense. All members of a species eat the same diet, okay? There's no, there's no way to get around that very, very observable truth, right? Well, with, are... with actually, actually, with, I mean, that's a different conversation. Yeah. Yeah. With the rabbit holes you've been into, that might be even something you've questioned also. Yeah. Here I live in Ubud in Bali and a lot of people are into a lot of things that are uh, a lot of rabbit holes, let's say. And I had that discussion and a friend started telling me, oh yeah, but we're not one species and obviously included yeah. galactic stories. Yeah. But so let's say, let's say at least in that more tra traditional history container, like we come from primates uh, and is, is, is that something you align with in general? Well, here's the thing. Um, re it, regardless of where we came from or what was in our past, if you look at what we look like and uh, what our bodies are right now, right? Mm -hmm. if we, from right now, that's really all that matters. Like, it, it, you know, how this body might have looked like 8 billion years ago it's interesting, but does it really help, right? Um, it, it does, it does. I'm not saying don't study. But the, what really matters is what you are designed to do right now, because that's what's going to lead you to the most obvious um, uh, answer to the, to the question. Yeah. I'm, I'm reading that book at the moment called Return to the Brain of Eden. 
Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, it's a great book. Yeah. Very, very good book. Mm -hmm. um, what's, uh, uh, Tony, Tony Wright. Yeah. Tony Wright. I, I had the book recommended to me as well. So I, I jumped on that right away. Um, so yes, um, your, your biology gives you very, very clear indications of, of what you're supposed to be doing, right? Just like every other, just like every other animal. So regardless of where we came from, because we can, we can speculate all day, right? Lots of different, lots of different theories and lots of different understandings there. So yes, we, we are all meant to be eating the same, the same relative type of diet. Now, the difference between us and other animals, the thing that has interfered in our ability to do that is because of human ingenuity, we have allowed ourselves to devolve by, by living a lifestyle where all manner of whatever has adulterated our bodies and our genetic uh, um, structure over time. And it's caused these micro devolutions, these, these problems, these genetic imperfections, and it's caused a lot of damage over time. And so we've run into a place where now, because we have the intellectual capacity to do whatever we want and eat whatever we want by changing it and whatnot, we've changed ourselves and, and hijacked our own senses to a degree that no other animal has. So now we run into these stumbling blocks where we try to go back to where we, uh, where we came from, right? Come back home, right? We run into problems that other animals would not, would not experience. And so in, you know, so like in Casey's case with vegetable police uh, and, and maybe other, other people, um, yeah, now you might be getting into a scenario where some people will have a much, much, much harder time uh, adopting a lifestyle like this. And you could arguably say that this lifestyle is not approachable for them. In that case, the, the only real access that you have to a true fix, it's not going to be anything other than true fasting, right? Long-term long fasting. That is real. When, when, when all other options have become unavailable, you've tried everything, you've tried all these detoxes and whatnot, the only option left is mother's perfect infallible method. And it's the one that, re that requires the most discipline. Yes, it's the one that requires sometimes a level of discomfort, but it's- Are you talking about water fasting? Yes, yes, yes. I'm talking about water fasting, yeah. Would juice work or? Yes, but not to the same level, not, not nearly to the same level, right? Because with water fasting, you, with water fasting, it is a complete shutoff of the system and with no stimulation besides the water, obviously. And that allows your body to, to go into a state that is just simply not accessible when you are still eating, right? When you're still getting calories. And in, in modern terms, a whole crap load of calories. When people go on juice cleanses these days, it's not, it's not a minimal juice cleanse. No, no, no. It's friggin' oh, oh, oh. like they are it's just all day tons of juice, right? So um, it's just it's different. The physiological response to calories is just very different. So to really get access to that deep, deep level 
of spiritual, mental, nervous system cleansing, nervous system repairing, um, you know, gut microbiota erasing and then reconnect. To get all that, you need the you need the real thing, man. You need like the biblical style fasts. And once you do that and you start and you are disciplined on the other end of the fast to, to stay true to just the, the simple and fine elements that we're supposed to be taking in, that will start to really change your body, right? Mm-hmm. And that is the best way that we have to reclaim some lost efficiency. But um, if, if it's not that, and you've expended all the other options, then, you know, you're, you're really only left with fasting. Um, and I, I know, I remember Casey uh, tried a fast, but he, and he, he broke it really, really badly. He broke it with like eggs or something and he had to go to the hospital. And I, I felt so badly for the guy because, you know, he's, he's, he's put in so much work and he's, he's made a lot of progress, but you know, that can, that can, oh, that can, uh, cut the progress right it can it can really it can really impair your progress right if you if you don't treat a fast very with a lot of respect like you the breaks especially with long duration fasts they have to be super strict man you can't mess around you know you can't mess around because you could cause damage so um the last thing i'll say really quickly and then you can you can chime in here is yeah what our lifestyles have have done to us and what our parents lifestyles have done to us is we could have done actual structural damage to our bodies that make adopting this lifestyle a lot more complicated where that like really hard structural damage you don't see that in the animal kingdom but because we have some people that can be this lifestyle can be not approachable um and you have to make you know you have to just tailor it and tweak it and make some moderations but for many of us most of us we can right so that's for the individual to work out on on their own are you into dry fasting yeah i do, yeah i do dry, i do dry fasting yes i love dry fasting i like both i do i do both um whenever i feel whenever i'm called to do one or the other sometimes it's a dry fast sometimes it's a water fast i'll, I'll, I'll use both as i feel how long how long did you go on a dry fast Uh, I think the, I think it was eight days. I think the longest one I yeah. did was eight days, Lo- longest one, um, and then and then everything in between, five days, three days. You know, it's it's really cool. It's so empowering because you know you can do a dry fast for three days, four days, and feel awesome. Like it's it's just so cool. You know, to go for many days without food and still feel unnaturally good <laughs> it's it's interesting it is I, it's always captivated my imagination and actually uh, uh, supernaturally <laughs> yeah yeah it feels like that man it feels like that it's really interesting so um and then water fasting the lot longest water fast i did was 30 32 days uh oh, wow. 32 day water fast and then everything in between i've done a week you know um five days six days you know that kind of thing so they steal the water Yes, distilled water. Yeah, yeah. So you buy you buy distilled water, or I have uh, no, I have a distiller at home. I have a home distiller, so I have both. So um, my water, I have a distiller for when I feel like having water. I will, I'll drink that. I also have a reverse osmosis machine um, on the kitchen, 
and that I use, I can, I can use it to drink. I can use it to soak and wash my fruits and all that kind of stuff. So I do have both systems running at home for whenever I need. When, when do you decide to drink the reverse osmosis instead of the distilled and why? Um, almost never. It's almost never. If I, if I'm in a pinch and I've run out of rever oh, sorry, run out of distilled water for whatever reason, um then and i want to make like uh i don't know i've got company over and we're, i'm making tea i'll say okay fine yeah i'll just have some reverse osmosis water it, it, it's it's nothing that i'm intellectually doing I, I i always choose to default to distilled water and why distilled water it, it, just because it's it's the it's the purest and cleanest type of water that you can get it, it really distilled water ensures that there's nothing left in the water besides H2O. And with reverse osmosis, it's very, it's very close. It's very, very similar, but it is a filtration process. So you might still getting, be getting little elements of hard material, hard, hard minerals that are not great. And I can imagine if you've ever seen a pipe system, like the pipe systems that run through Toronto, man, the stuff is just filthy. So there's something about filtering that water that's like, mm, I don't know, it's, you know, it's, you'd be unsure. Like if I, if I went into your toilet and grabbed a whole bunch of water and said, oh, don't worry, I'm just going to filter this out. And, you know, in the filtered, filtered material, there was crap and feces, even the filtered water, you'd be like, uh, I don't know, right? It's kind of like that, right? So um, I would just default to to distilled water the hard minerals i you can't really use them well you need organic minerals to to be utilizing and uh you get that with your food and so this distilled water is what i would i would i would recommend um i don't i don't drink like i have no problem drinking water uh some people, some people are fairly dogmatic with this. They say absolutely no water ever. You know, you're a fruitarian. You know, you get all your water with fruits. And you definitely get way more hydrated with fruits. That's that's undeniable. You definitely are called to less water if you eat a fruit-based lifestyle. That is undeniable. Of course, it's true. Um, so there, there, there are times when, like I've gone like weeks and months without drinking a sip of water if I'm eating just, you know, high quality um high water content fruit so that's happened but uh yeah i do drink water every 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 now and again whenever whenever i'm called for it or called to it excuse me so from what i've learned there's four types of distilled water uh one would be you'd have a distiller artificially mm -hmm. made. one yeah. is in juices it's actually distilled water from what i've uh, researched mm -hmm. one is mother earth distiller which is raining and rain yeah yeah by the way i have a i have a, something to measure and here in ubud i measured the rain it's zero particles per million so oh cool yeah actually pure mm -hmm. and the fourth one is your own body's distiller which is urine that's also what i've what i've researched i was wondering if you're into urine therapy or if you've looked into it yeah, I, I have, but no, it's 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 not something that I've that I've uh, been into, and the the problem the problem with it is that re regardless of how clean our, our bodies are, we are always filtering out metabolic wastes, and there are also things that we can be that we are picking up from the air that 
regardless of where we live, you will always be getting in some sort of pollutants that your body would naturally, you know, filter through and, and, and excrete into the urine. But, you know, we've, we found everything in urine. We, you know, we, we find plastics, we find, um, um, anti, uh, what do you call it? Um, medications, prescription medications, metabolites and, and, and pieces of Brian Mirabella told me he, he stopped because, I mean, he had a conversation with his psychic who told him to stop. And part of it was because he still had parasites and that the parasites, mm -hmm. yeah. according to the psychic, recycles through the urine. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, it's whether you use urine topically, right, that might be a different story. So, you know, it, it, it can have good effects on the skin. Right? People can use it to, you know, to clean their face, to clean their, uh, so, so whether you use it topically, that's, that's one thing, but re-ingesting it, I, I don't think there's a way to get around the, the intuitive part of, of taking back in what your, what your body's eliminating. I, I don't really think there's a way to get around that. It's, it's doing it for a very good reason. And there's always going to be, uh, there's going to be elements in the urine besides the water that you don't want to be putting back in, right? Even if it is just extra calcium or extra protein or whatnot, you you you've eliminated it for a reason, right? And it's it's just it's just counterproductive. It's counterproductive. Very stimulating. It can be very stimulating. So people can feel good when they reintroduce it back into their to their body, especially if they're fasting. Right. If they're fasting, they find, okay, drink some urine. And then I feel, you know, I feel stimulated. Oh, I can go longer on the fast, but that's because you're adding stimulation to the body. Right. And you, you don't necessarily want that when you're fasting. Mm, that's interesting. I was reading that book called the water of life from uh, mm. John Armstrong, I think. Yeah. And he, it's been a story. He's cured like so many patients of you yeah. name it, the Malaya cancer, all that. That was from the forties with mm. but he was doing fasts with urine yeah and so part of it was drinking water and drinking urine and putting compresses and old urine and rubbing your skin so you you could have two out of three healing you which could be the urine right. on the skin and the fasting in itself and then it doesn't mean that the right. third one was drinking the urine was actually necessary yeah ex yeah exactly because i mean you get you, you see all of those same things when you just fast, when you water fast, your skin turns magical. It's, it's so clear and smooth and whatnot. When you're on a fast, you, you, you find all the same, uh, all the same healing effects with fasting, right? So uh, yeah, the, 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 is the urine necessary? I think if you're, if you're going to be fasting for a week, man, like it, it doesn't get better than that, you know? And, and what your body wants to discard See, that's during a fast, that's when that's when your body's reaching into the tissues, pulling stuff out of the lymph, pulling stuff out of the cells and getting them into the kidneys and then excreting them. Right. You, you probably really don't want to be drinking your urine. Then what if you've got heavy metals that have been stored there that have just been sitting there doing nothing, yeah. waiting for the time when you fasted to get access so your body could have access to these deep, 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 deep tissue toxins. And only when you fast, you start getting rid of them. They go into your urine and then you drink them again. It's like, holy crap, your body might be like, man, I just, oh God, I've been trying to get rid of this thing for years. <laughs> just drink, drink, drink it yeah. again. So yeah, I, I would be very wary about, about yeah. that.
I mean, we'll, we'll close on this, but from what I've researched, it's like the, the, the liver actually filtrates all those more toxic parts and that goes in the, the feces and then the, um, the part that would go in the urine according to that isn't, doesn't have so much of that toxicity. Mm. And there's like, there's like a guy I've been following called uh, Chris Manley. He's on six months, almost only on his urine. He's working out every day. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, but they, they've investigated it though. I mean, they'll, they'll find anything. They'll find, you know, fragments of, of like birth control pills in urine. Like they find everything. They're, you're, gosh, we're exposed to so many toxins, so many toxins. And there's a laundry list of them that you can see in urine, right? So, I mean, the, the stuff definitely is coming out of there too. It is, it is recommended anywhere in general when you're main, at least raw and mainly on mm. fruits and without uh, medication. And I've, I've seen for oh, myself, yeah, okay. I mentioned a bit with it and I started just peeing in a cup like a yoga and looking at it. And one day I had like white rice and even a bit of fish and, and it was so cloudy. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Just one day, huh? Just one day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One meal. Just one day. Yeah, that's all it takes. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. But it's, it's a good place. It's a good place to be when you can actually notice that stuff, right? Um, but it definitely yeah. creates um, an awareness of what goes in your body. Awareness. Awareness. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, definitely awareness. Um, and you had mentioned something right at the beginning uh, that I that I want to just like touch on really really quickly, and it's something that I mention every every now and again, and it's it's the it's the feeling of uh, liberation and just being empowered, and with this lifestyle, what happens is that you, it it is very empowering. It's it's very empowering because it it relieves you of dependencies, of like the dependency on intricate food preparation. Right. And it takes all it takes all the complication and all the questions kind of like out of the picture. Right. And you, you've cultivated this this unshakable faith in the fact that you were not created haphazardly. You were not created willy nilly. Your sensitivities, your, your everything was created for a very particular purpose. And then when you when you finally clue into that and you just follow it it's just it's it's relieving it's so relieving it's like oh my god it was all this time it was so easy and i just didn't really recognize it and it's empowering because now you're just free you know you're you're really just free uh I'll, I'll, i i mentioned every once in a while i work in film i'll go into sets uh, and i'll work all day just working just as hard as everybody else physically running around doing fight choreography I'll do it with no food, no water very often. And, you know, people are like, how the hell can you just do all this, you know, without eating? And it's just because you're free, right? You're just, it's, it's very liberating. So quite an empowering thing. I, I, I hope everybody gets a chance to experience what that's like at mm. some point. Um, but yeah, I guess that's, that's what we're here to do, right? Mm. Uh, yeah, amazing. That's very beautiful. I have a couple more questions on the on the nutrition and then we can yeah. do a little bit on the exercise part. How are you with time? Uh time I'm good with time. What time is it right now? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Uh well, quick one. Do you take herbs also? I'm thinking of Dr. Morse who often adds. Oh, herbs. I see, I see. Uh no, I no, not not really. Um I I tried for a period I tried a couple of um the, the Dr. Morse herbs. 
but I, I mean, I would say no. I, I, there's not really much that I that I do in that in that capacity. Namely, because I, I guess there, I, you know, you just feel good. You just feel really, really good all the time, and so don't really have any kind of recourse to you know to to use herbs for anything that rest or short fasting couldn't couldn't tackle you know it's it's i always find if there's something if there's something up then okay just just be really mindful of what i'm eating give myself appropriate rest good long breaks between meals and that that always tends to tends to resolve whatever it is you know so rest rest is always going to be the best way that you can access health and healing always 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 it's your it's your body doing the magic not the thing that you put into it nice and how old are you by the way i'm 39 i'm 39 oh nice yeah yeah and um also if you're bald it's by choice (laughs) yeah oh no i no no so i started losing my i started losing my hair when i was not a kid not a kid but fairly early yeah fairly early and uh, you know obviously i had a horrible diet you know horrible diet when i was um you know when i was growing up so whatever contribution that made then that that is what it is but i mean i i had i have very bad genetics for uh for hair retention as well and so yeah it's it's interesting with uh with yeah because i i shave my head because my hair doesn't grow my hair doesn't grow well right um, but it's, it's just, it's, it's a funny thing with that because yeah, you'll find people who have the, the worst possible diets, like the just absolutely awful, you know, they destroy themselves and full heads of hair. And then you'll find the opposite. You'll find people that are super, super healthy and, uh, and they've lost their hair. Right? So it's, it's a, it's a strange thing of don't really know how, how that works, right? There does seem to be a pretty heavy genetic component to, to, uh, to hair, to hair retention. Uh, but no, so I started losing my, noticing that I was, uh, thinning, thinning my hair in like early, eh, early to mid university. And then after that, then I started, then I started shaving my head. Mm, Okay. So it's not due to the fruits, but the fruits didn't give you the hair back either. Basically. no i didn't notice that no i didn't notice that some people do like uh casey casey noticed that over at vegetable police he he noticed that his hair got thicker and when he was doing uh when he was doing like high fruits and you know he did watermelon cleanses and he, he noticed that um so, so a lot of people do notice do notice that but i didn't notice that no it'd be interesting to see in time if that corrects it that'd be a beautiful it would i know it would be interesting yeah it would be interesting to notice if if that happens over time maybe it's it maybe it's something that i'm missing right maybe it's just some some uh level of detoxification or or maybe it's not a physical detox maybe it's something else maybe it's something uh mental maybe it's like a deep-seated subconscious thing maybe there are things that you would have to work on uh, spiritually right there could be any number of reasons why you know we we as human beings we we see this we see these types of phenomena mm. so uh there, there could be any number of reasons but uh but yeah so but i didn't but in terms of just diet no i, I didn't notice that that made like a huge a huge difference mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's i mean it's interesting that you speak to 
these two and that beliefs because I'm always keeping in mind to me as we talk about how to thrive physically that it's mm -hmm. not all totally separate from the spiritual and that's where Joe Dispenza and all this kind of work comes in too where it's, it's yes. of course physically there's certain laws and rules that looks like they apply and so we want to eat the right thing and uh, exercise and at the same time uh, we're also gods we're also infinite being and they and, mm -hmm. and we also bend to a certain extent reality with our thoughts and our manifestation and our beliefs right absolutely so always, as we talk about this and it seems very physical and matter driven it's always yeah. good to mind a more energetic component yes exactly we always have to keep that in mind because it's we have different bodies operating all together all in unison right so it's not just the physical um the other the other bodies your physical your your mental body your astral bodies these are all part and parcel of what makes up you as a complete human being and so there are influences coming from these bodies that and some higher that supersede our physical laws. And so the only problem is that we don't typically access those, those um, the frequency bands associated with those bodies because we're physicalized and that's where we're more accustomed to operating. But, you know, there are influences that are coming from there that if we can learn to work with, then it will affect your physical body. And in, sometimes it can affect it in a way that seems miraculous, right? So there's, there's lots of unexplored terrain there. And uh, it, that's something that's going to come as, you know, as human beings work to unfolding their conscious evolution. And that's one of the reasons why I like this subject so much, because, because we are so physicalized, we're very left-brained, you know, just generally in society with food and lifestyle that that allows us the most direct avenue to make changes that affect our spiritual bodies and so to 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 start and to kick start this this process of becoming more aware and becoming more in tune and attached with our other our other nature our higher nature yeah, yeah definitely uh, thank you eli I, mm. one last topic i'd love on the nutrition side is yeah salt i've watched your video on salt and mm -hmm. as you've been cooking yourself i'd be interested when did you realize salt uh was uh toxic and why it is and when did you remove it mm -hmm. yeah um so that would have been you know fairly fairly early um prior to prior to going fruitarian i would say uh, and then, you know, once I realized what I was doing was poisoning myself with all this salt. Uh, so this is maybe like a, a year or so, uh, a year or so prior to actually making the shift to, to a fruit-based lifestyle. And, uh, and you, you notice the effects very, very, very quickly. Uh, hydration is one thing. Um, you notice that you need far, far, far less water once once the salt habit has has uh, has been kicked um flexibility is another is another thing your joints how your joints feel all of these kind of stiffnesses and you know and um, coagulations you start to notice them they're, they're, they're the little changes that you feel uh, when you when you remove this this salt habit from from the lifestyle um and you know 
salt is a preservative. It, it, it dehydrates. It's by its nature. It, it dehydrates and it does pretty much the same thing in your body. You eat salt and it comes, it goes in the same way as it leaves, right? It's, it's pretty much undisturbed because your, your body doesn't know how to, how, how to handle it. You can kill yourself with not very much salt at all. It really doesn't take that much salt for you to end your life, right? Um, so, you know, sailors have known this for, you know, for centuries. You know, if you're, if you're hungry and you're starving, uh, you, the last thing you do is to drink that salt water. It'll, it'll kill you faster. Um, it's just, it's just, we can't, we can't drop ourselves down a trophic level. We can't eat minerals because that's the exclusive domain of plants. And when we do try to eat hard minerals, uh, we run into problems. If we were, let, okay, let's just play so that. Just, just what do you mean by that? Because there is minerals in like a fruit juice or vegetables, right? Yes, of course. Yes. But they're organic minerals though. So um, yeah, the, the plant kingdom takes the inorganic minerals and it, it works its magic and it makes them organic, right? So it takes them from, from the, in the soil, you have the hard minerals, those dense earth hard minerals. Um, and then it's only plants that can eat them and then change them into an organic form of that mineral. And it's that organic form of the mineral that organic life is able to now use in their bodies, yeah? But if you drop down a level beneath the plant and try to eat the hard minerals, that's when you run into problems. Now, if, if we could make use of inorganic minerals, what you would probably find is that you would have taste sensitivities to eating things like dirt and rocks. But mother nature didn't gift you with a sensitivity to eating dirt and rocks or trees or, or, or tree stumps or whatever, right? So we don't have that. And the reason we don't have that is because we're not eaters of hard minerals. We, we need to eat organic food. And uh, so you get that whether you're eating plants, whether you're, eating, <laughs> whether you're eating animals, you can get organic minerals from animals. Of course, I don't recommend that. But yeah, uh, so with salt, it's no different than iron, right? I could give you some iron filings and say, hey, we need iron. Here are some iron filings. Why don't you eat them? Nobody would do that, right? It, we eat salt because it just, it just so happens to have that salty flavor that we like. But really, it's no different than any other hard mineral. Like we, 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 eat, we can eat silver and, and you know, gold in their organic form. There's lots of hard minerals, earth minerals that we eat in their organic form that you would never consider eating in their mineral, hard mineral inorganic form. And salt is the same, it's, it's the same thing. Okay, amazing. Mm. Thank you, Eli. And I'd love to go a little bit on the active lifestyle and what, I mean, tying it to the fruit diet, like how did it, change your exercise flexibility and mobility okay i mean there are lots of there are lots of changes here uh, definitely okay in the mobility and flexibility department those those are pretty pretty strong changes um over time as i removed more things from the diet right so i started off with the meat i start you know went into like the the grains and then got into, you know, the more high water content fruits, all throughout that time, started to notice 
that your flexibility and mobility and little aches and pains in joints that were lingering in joints, some that you that some you'd think, oh my God, I just gotta live with this forever. And then someday you wake up and it's like, oh, oh my God, oh, this is this is feeling way better now. Oh, that's feeling way better. So over time that started to happen. And with my flexibility, which is very important, and you know, if, if I'm working in film as a stuntman, um, yeah, I noticed that, oh man, I I'm I'm a lot more loose and a lot more flexible. <coughs> excuse me, and I don't get as sore as as often or as easily. And uh, and I noticed that after after I started living this lifestyle for you know for for long enough. Physical activity wise, the initial period, because there's that there's that detox phase, like I like I mentioned before, like we were talking about before. And I noticed that what happens is because you're going to be losing weight when you start doing this, you're 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 definitely going to be losing weight. That's almost guaranteed. And with that weight loss is is going to come strength. Guaranteed to happen, right? The the diet's going to break you down. It's going to take out all the all the useless material from your body. And you just, you just have to accept that if, if you're at a place where you're ready to accept that, if that's what you want, right, then, then you can expect that to happen. It's not for everybody, right? So you have to determine what is valuable, what, what you want in your life. But for people that are ready to make this change, you may expect this to happen. And uh, it certainly happens to me. And I, I, I definitely noticed that my strength went down, right, for those initial Oh, let's see, uh, a year, two years, right? Like not pushing as much on the bench press, not like squatting as much. Uh, just raw, my raw, raw strength went down as my body was slimming down and trimming down, right? Now, I, I still was exercising. Don't get me wrong. I was still at the gym all the time. I was still doing like my acro. So, so nothing changed. It's just that my raw numbers, the, the, the resistance that I was able to move went down while I was I in think, the detox yeah. stage. For me, I felt that. And also the style, my style when I exercise changed, which is not good or bad. I think it's good that my nervous system gets more relaxed. But even when I kept going to the gym, I would do more almost, which I think is better actually, even for muscle building, but almost Qigong style of weight. So with lighter mm. weight, going very slowly and with the breath and wasn't so attracted to to the you know really yeah. pushing yeah 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 you know uh, my the way i approach activity also changed over time i started to do less of the traditional weightlifter type of routine and focused more on just strength and mobility mm. where i was doing more Perpetual movement throughout the day, like perpetual challenges, health, um, fitness challenges throughout the day <clears throat> without structuring it as like workout time, destroy yourself for an hour and a half. And then, you know, and then that's it, right? Kind of just like moving throughout the day. Un unless I go to a, like a, a parkour facility where, yeah, you have, you have, you pay to go in there. So yeah, you have, you have to work out for like whatever an hour and a half or so doing acro and stuff like that so okay so initially yes i i noticed that um i noticed that my body was trimming down and that i was uh, not as strong but then after a while 
once you've been broken down and whittled down to where your body wants to be, now things start to change. You start to be able to make strength gains again. Um, maybe even a little bit of size comes back um, and, uh, and notice that I was, oh, okay, now I'm starting to feel good and, and starting to feel very, very, very strong. Uh, I still to this day, if we're talking about bench press, let's just say I'm still not, I still don't raw bench press the same amount of weight that I did before. I'm also not loading myself up with stimulants like muscle stimulants. Right. Um, so that is probably to be expected. And I, I would never, I would never trade in how I feel now and how my life is now for, you know, for the raw, raw strength that I had when I was eating very stimulating foods. I would never trade that in. Um, and I still retain and a actually, very, very, oh, sorry, go ahead. I, I was thinking about it. I mean, you probably, actually that could be a question, but I'm pretty sure you wouldn't get stimulants. You, you don't even drink tea or something, right? You don't uh, I, um, I don't mind, I don't mind. Okay, so it depends on what we mean by tea. Um, like an herbal tea is, is, is fine. Like no I don't have any problems. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. No caffeine. Yeah. Not, not a caffeinated tea. So no green teas. Was, and black I was tea. thinking, I, I was thinking, I remember back in the days, if I'd have a coffee, I would work out harder. So I oh. think it would be interesting for you just as a test. If you want to do one day, Oh, maybe have a coffee. Oh, I see. Then you get also closer to what you were doing. I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that would be a that would be an interesting experiment. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell you right now, I wouldn't want to do it. I wouldn't want to drink a coffee. Like it's like, oh god, I've, I, it's been, it's been way. I haven't had a coffee. Oh my god, I can't even remember the last time I had a coffee. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, that would be interesting. But you still, what you do get though after exercising, continuing to exercise throughout the whole breakdown process and, you know, every day since, since then, is that the strength and the vitality that you do cultivate, it's a very natural uh, strength. And it's, it's indicative of what your, what your, what your body without any un, undue excess stimulation, right, is, is supposed to be at. At least that's what I feel. At least that's what I feel. Um, so yes, changes that happened. Yeah. There was the breakdown phase and then there was the rebuilding phase. Uh, and my, but my flexibility from the very beginning that improved mobility improved from the very, very beginning muscle soreness, uh, much, much, much less muscle soreness and joint pain and joint soreness that all changed right from the beginning. Right. So you start noticing those right away. And that's where I think it really counts. Uh, and then this, you know, the raw strength thing that that took a dip, but then started to build back up later. So that was the one element where you, you, you notice that with the detox, but everything else uh, you, you noticed right, right away, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's been, it's been interesting. And right now, I'm like, oh, here, you know what I should say? Cardiovascular, my cardiovascular um, system, your cardiovascular system improves considerably when you make this change in the lifestyle. And I, I don't consider myself a long distance runner or anything. I was never into long distance running, but what happens when, when all the clutter starts to leave your tissues, you, you, you can breathe with so much more ease 
And that translates into, into much better cardiovascular endurance and, and, and fitness. Uh, I started noticing that I was going for, you know, sprints or uh, like short bouts of like really intense uh, activity. And I was just breathing very, very, very well. And sometimes like without even having my respiration rate change that much. And that was interesting because I knew that I, you know, I don't put that much time into like long distance training or anything like that, or um, endure like, uh, you know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes of sustained cardio. I never, I never really trained like that, but I noticed that my cardiovascular system was working much, 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 much better. Um, and so, so that is definitely something worth noting. And, and of course, that's probably pretty important, your cardiovascular health, health, excuse me. Uh, so yeah, so lots of little changes over time that just lead me to feel that, yes, this is definitely something that is um, helping me, that is definitely healthier for, for my body and my mind at the same time. Yeah, and I've seen on your channel, you have a few exercises that people can have a look at also for mobility. And so you've, mm -hmm. you've shared a lot on that too. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple. I should do more. There's, there's probably more I can do in the, in the fitness department on my channel. So um, that's something that I'll, have to, that I'll have to look at as well. But um, yeah, there, there's some exercise related videos that you can find on the channel. Mm. Yeah. Nice. I'm, I'm curious also, um, is there, I, I really like the simplicity of what you offer and uh, of what you talk about. And I'm curious, for example, when I interviewed Brian, he was also very happy with something called marine phytoplankton that he takes some people okay okay certain kinds of detox whether it's uh, mms or i don't know mucoid plague bentonine clay something is there on top of going towards fruits and that simplicity is there something on top of that that you feel is, is important to thrive that is important to thrive Let's say exercising and having fruits, but do, like, did you do, I don't know, do you have any, like a, a kind of supplementation thing that you really like or a, a breath work exercise that you feel is important gotcha. or detox you did at some point that you think people should do in the path, on the path? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, in, in terms of what you can do with uh, meditation and spiritual work and whatnot, that's that's 100 that's that becomes necessary um sorry i should let me rephrase that it's not that you have to do that when you go fruitarian otherwise you will not <laughs> be able to 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 survive that's not what i meant i i meant as a human being um we owe it to ourselves to cultivate that practice regardless of where you are or what you're doing because that will start to have effects on your physical well-being and your mental and spiritual well-being so that's something that everybody should be doing. That's what I meant. Um, but in terms of something additional to, to food, terrestrial land-based food, as a land-based terrestrial creature, um, no, I've, I've never found I needed anything uh, other, other than that. Uh, fruit, veggies, when, when, I, when you know, I want, which is not as often. Uh, nuts and seeds that that's that's it those are my supplements those are those are my extras that's it everything i have is there and i don't usually have recourse to much else there there yeah there might be some uh very very uh, 
very, very important benefits that you can attain from marine plankton and um, uh, and whatnot. I've never, I've never found that I needed to go that route. I'm always a little bit wary of of um, seaweeds and any, you know, any kind of marine uh, marine vegetation, just because our our waters are so damn polluted that they they are. I've heard them been been described as like the you know the the kidneys or the liver of the of the ocean where they they they're the ones responsible for just picking up all of the waste and um and transmuting it and in discarding it right um so you we can pick up a lot of a lot of uh stuff from the from the ocean or from the from the sea uh, from the seaweeds that we eat and so it it's just because I never know, like when I'm, if I buy a, a product and don't get me wrong, I've had, I've had seaweed, I've had nori wraps, I've had um, dulse, dulse, seaweed. like I've had it many, many, many times. It's delicious. You know, it's, it's awesome food. So I'm not saying exclude it from your diet. I myself have had it many, many, many times. But it hasn't been a major component. For exactly. You. Exactly. Yeah. It's not, it's not like a go-to thing. You know? Yeah. How, how about any detox? Like, I don't know. Pinal, turpentine, MMS, liver flush, bentonine clay, all that. Uh, I've never used. I've never used any of those. Uh, it, you know, all your detoxing, whether it's water fasting, uh, or or even dry fasting, uh, or juicing, like juice cleansing, just simple juice cleansing. Man, you got it all. You got it all right there. Like there's not there's not much else that you need. Your body's going to respond. The juice cleanses work so well to clean your gut out and clean your system out. The water fasting goes deeper, and then you can experiment with dry fasting if you like. I have a little challenge if you accept it for you before we end up, as we were talking about your uh, your hair and I'm yeah. <laughs> eating urine. If you accept it, ah. for a couple of months to rub some. Uh, some urine on, on your head and see the hair grows and back. see what happens okay <laughs> okay we'll see about this we'll see about that yes maybe there's a solution there <laughs> yeah man hey, so I, like, I, I'm sorry go yeah. ahead yeah you go no 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 I was I was just gonna I was just gonna ask you how you how you're doing the time there yeah, we're gonna wrap it up. I mean, it's it's been uh, amazing, and I know we could go for a while, but uh, I I just have a last uh, thing around. So for now, you're on fruits, and you're thriving mm -hmm. on it. Yeah, and you've also you know got an interest in breathianism, and you've you've your experience with fasting. Do you know, in some of the books, they say we're meant to live thousands of years. Do you think it's a path you're looking at to stay in that mind-body complex for thousands of years and transitioning to a more uh, pranic lifestyle? Like, is, is that something you're interested in and feel like you're going towards more? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's a good question. And I, I, de I definitely feel, I definitely feel so, yes. Yeah. Um, it's the curious, the curious thing about it is how good you feel when you're, when you're not eating, at least in the short term, like in the short periods, 
a day and a half, you know, a day and a half, two days, let's just say. And you feel so damn good. You feel so damn good. And it's just, it's, it's curious. It gets you thinking. It's like, all right, okay, what, what's happening here? Why is it that this period of, of not eating seems to restore vitality like no other energy drink or whatever else, you know, whatever else we do? And it always gets me thinking. And then I, I, I really feel that we, we do have we do have the, the capability to be able to at least, at the very least, live on far, far, far less, right? Far, 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 far less. And I think, you know, there's, there's that balance that we can strike between providing just enough stimulation to the body to, to keep it going, but, um, but not enough so that you're interfering with the life force flowing through you from the ether, right? That high vibrational energy that, that seems to ignite vitality. And we get access to that when we're in the absence of food. But I feel that we can get ourselves to a place where our, our tissues and our body and our minds become so efficient that they can get whatever they need from very, very, very little and essentially live a, a, a pranic based lifestyle. You know what I mean? I think that's something that I've always I've always been interested in working towards, and uh, in the next several several years, um, yeah, you know, uh, I I'd love to explore that more, mm. and just run more experiments, run more experiments on the body, see what happens if you if you take your intake down a notch, um, what happens? How do you respond? Right? Uh, there's 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 this hidden power within everybody where they can they can attain levels of efficiency that I think we, we just have more to explore. Um, so it's, it's going to be something that I think will start to be tapped into by more and more people. Like this is a, this is a very, it's very much a growing, a growing movement, this kind of um, natural, simple, raw food, spirituality approach. And, you know, especially the kids that are growing up, you know, we have uh, finally, we have parents that are, of the same mind, get, you know, uh, uh, raising kids that start with this from a very early age. And man, that's probably going to be a game changer in the next, you know, next couple of years, next couple of generations, right? So who knows, you know, who knows where this will go. But in terms of me, myself, yes, it is, it is something that I've been interested in. It's always something that I, that I've had on my mind going through the literature and working towards as, you know, as I put in more years in this lifestyle. But I'm also, I'm also not, uh, I'm also not, how do I say this? I kind of I'll accept the, 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 the path and I'm, I'm accepting my, um, my progress and not rushing things. So I don't wanna rush things. I wanna kind of let it unfold naturally. And when I get an indication that it is going to be, it's very natural at this time to make the next step, then I'll, then I'll take that next step, but I won't rush it because I intellectually want to fast track. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Sounds good. Do you have uh, any ions you follow, you'd recommend to follow? Uh, as of right now, I mean, no, not really. Uh, I've, I've read and, you know, looked up, uh, I've like Ellie Tom, I mean, Ellie Tom is pretty, was pretty popular. 
so I, uh, I, you know, I have some of his books, um, Ray May, you know, Ray May or all, all these guys, but you know, if, if you, if anyone's interested, I mean, we, I went into, into a lot of this with, uh, with Genesis Sunfire, we had a, a bunch of really, really, really amazing interviews. I find, I, I thought they were really great, um, on the channel. And so there's no one really that I, that I follow too closely right now though. No, I should say, but I'm familiar with, with most of them. Yeah. Mm. Thank you, Eli. And any, so any plans at the moment to go to a more tropical country or living like communities where you grow your fruits? Is that part of the plan? Uh, at some point, yes. At some point, yes. I was very close to having a, a, a home in Honduras several years ago, uh, but uh, the plans fell through. So I wasn't, I wasn't able to make it work, but I was so close. I was so close. Um, yeah, I, I eventually I think that's going to be that's going to be um, that's going to be part of the plan. Uh, once I make a bit of a shift, because I, I mean, I work in film and so and I, I like working in film and there's only so many places where you can live, where you can have a good career in film. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's either moved to the States. I'm here in here in Canada. You're looking at like Toronto, Vancouver, Calgary. Those are probably your three cities where you can have conceivably a you know, good career in film. Um, so it depends. I would have to make a bit of a shift in my lifestyle if I'm gonna go live somewhere else, yeah. But so, so that's, that's in the next little while. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Thank you, Eli. And uh, well, first I wanna encourage everyone to check out your YouTube channel, The Free Melon Society. I'll put the links and all the resources that we spoke about today in the cool. description of the video on YouTube. But uh, yeah, your, your channel is amazing. There's so uh, many experiments on salt and rice and little rabbit holes you can go into as <laughs> well as uh, longer dialogues and, and um, longer presentations. Uh, some of it I'm yet to go through, but yes. yeah, I'm very grateful for what you've been putting together there on the channel. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, this is this has been great. This has been a great, great conversation. So uh, I'm really, really happy that you had me on today. And yeah, man, I, I look forward to what comes next. You know, the, um, you know if, if there's anything else we can get into in another one, then just let me know. But uh, but yeah, no, it's great. You know, we're all we're all moving through this together. We're all learning and growing together. And it's yeah, it's a good time to be alive. So I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for everything. Thank you, Eli. That was super valuable for me. And if people are still listening now, it probably was for them. And thank you to everyone who listened. Uh, Eli, I'll, I'll give you the, the last share for this episode. Oh, man. We, we, thank you so much. Yeah, we, we covered it all. We, we covered it all. Um, you know what, guys? Yeah, you, you just, I would say the, the best thing to do is just to We, okay, how do, how do I want to give away a good, a good final thought here? Because we did cover, cover quite a bit. But honestly, the stress. I, don't, don't let obsessing over diet and lifestyle uh, cause you more worry than, than is required, right? There are lots of ideas out there. There's lots of approaches to, to health. There's lots of different things that are going to be thrown at you 24-7, right? 
make of it what you will take take from as many different sources as you know as you can as you're willing to investigate listen to what we have to say listen to what the other person has to say aggregate it if it makes sense if it really if you really feel it resonates with you then do that right even if something that you're doing is not ideal it's probably better to do that with just complete calm and passivity and no stress right than to try and force yourself into some mold that you're not ready for and have it and have a lot of stress and worry and guilt associated with it right that will run you down and that will never work so um even if we have high ambitions right always set you know simple simple targets for yourself and just proceed with love and grace uh without stress and worry and it's it's the progress it's the it's the it's the journey that's important right so uh and just enjoy that for what it is just enjoy that for what it is so um yeah that's that's i think what i would say <laughs>